0: Hello to everyone, and uh, thank you for downloading the Major Reviews podcast. Um, Before we get into the meat of the topic, I just wanted to address what's been going on in the world at the moment. Um, Obviously, we're sickened and extremely hurt by all of the, the violence going on against minorities and the senseless murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, a few weeks ago. Um, I'm recording this on the Thursday, we r- recorded the conversation on the Monday. Things have escalated since then. Um, there's pretty much seen in not as many words as the president and the leader of the free world up in the declaring hostilities against his own citizens. And um, it shocks me and it scares me, to be quite honest. And Even though I am not a POC, not a black person, not an African American, I can do my best to listen to what they're saying, to try and understand, even though I know I will never understand the true depths of what they're suffering with, and what they have been suffering with for hundreds of years. Um, Included in the description of this podcast are a number of links to donate to bail funds and to Black Lives Matter because I truly do believe as a member of the LGBT community which is another community that has suffered injustice in the past that the only way we change things is together and Black Lives Matter is important is as important now as it ever has been because people are being killed by the very people who are employed to protect them and my Final statement before I go into the podcast is these words, which I've heard repeated over and over again, and they're words that especially ring true, and that is, all lives can't matter until black lives do. Thank you very much, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Major Film Reviewers podcast. Um, welcoming me back to the podcasting realm after about a year out. Um, this this first one's a very special episode. It's um it's June, so it's Pride Month, and um I've got the hot topic of Pride issues in film to talk about with my brand new permanent co-host. Um, so please, um, welcome my new co-host. This is uh, Angel Ruloffs. Say hello, Angel.
1: Hello, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist that one.
0: Uh, Do you want to give the listeners a a bit of background on yourself?
1: Oh gosh, where do I start? Well, I was born on a stormy Thursday morning.
0: Actually, I don't know whether it was
1: stormy, and I was born on a Tuesday, so yeah. (laughs) Off to Um, a good start. Yeah, but I think sticking with the the Pride Month, um, I'm trans, so yeah at the moment I do sound quite feminine hopefully the testosterone will keep kicking in and things will change (laughs) um so yeah I'm I'm trans I identify as um Jigglypuff screaming into the void
0: (laughs) I think we can all relate to that
1: yeah, yeah, I I kind of try to take a bit of humour with the uh, just constant attacks on gender that we're having at the moment, so I'm just like, yeah, I identify as a jigglypuff, like if you're not going to take my gender seriously, then I'm going to try and find humour to survive in it, but no, um, in terms of gender, it's transmasculine, uh-huh. so yeah, I don't feel feminine or female. I think there's, yeah, I'm still exploring that, but yeah, yeah, I prefer they, them pronouns and he, him, I'm kind of sort of test driving.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll see how we go and uh, how many times i slip up and you can correct me <laughs> but um i'd i'd originally thought of doing this topic for a podcast a few months ago um obviously with me uh, i'm not trans i'm a, a cis man i'm i'm gay but i'm not trans um so i didn't want to go out on a limb on my own and go spouting opinions which were unfounded without a a more experienced um head to kind of go along with me because i don't really like um, speaking for other people or other um minority groups so yeah. which which is why i invited angel on here and because angel's a good friend of mine and a very well informed person I thought I might as well invite them to be my permanent co-host because they're uh we we did a podcast about a year and a half ago didn't we on representation Mm. so this is a kind of nice way of following up on that um Mm. and I I ideally wanted to talk about kind of all sorts of LGBT topics this month but I thought um focusing on trans would be would be the best because there seem to be it seems to be the the quarter of the LGBT spectrum which isn't really represented all that well in mainstream film. Um we seem to be seeing more and more queer stories year after year, but very little to do with the um the topic of gender, which is why yeah. I thought it was worth looking at here. So um off the bat then, Angel, do you um have any particular film in mind that you think stands out as a good representation of um, transsexuality in film?
1: Um,
0: transgender,
1: where transsexuality is um, an outdated term, and there's oh, a lot. sorry. Of, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we're, yes, we're already sliding. <laughs> yeah. We're already sliding. Yeah, there's just a lot of violence and aggression and. It's it's, yeah, transsexual and transsexualism, we're as a community moving away from that because of everything that's attached to it. It's not entirely I want to say accurate, but accurate is not the word I'm looking for right now. Appropriate? Um, Yes, yes that's the word. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I've made a note of that. Yeah, but in terms of um, films with some good trans rap. i I'm struggling <laughs> I'm actually struggling it's just like what films have I seen recently where it's just like yep that has a, a transgender person in it and I didn't scream into the void and I'm struggling
0: I mean, that seems to be a recurring thing with the films that I've yeah. got noted down, is they're, mm. they're, ver- they're very rarely about a transgender character. They have a transgender mm. character there, or there might be a subtext of tr- transgenderism, but they're not yeah. specifically about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think so far, the only ones where I can think of where, where it's just like there's trans rep and it's been decent there there've been T V series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, that's um Teen Titans.
0: Teen Titans, okay. Yeah. i, I didn't know about that
1: one. Yeah, it's not exactly trans ref either. It's it's just it has one of my favorite um trans humans. Um I mentioned this um in our previous conversation, Chellerman, he's um mm-hmm. transgender, he's an artist and just an all around amazing human being and he's um Asian American. Right. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he plays Jericho in Teen Titans. Right. And I'm just actually thinking, is, is the character actually trans? It's just like no, he's he's just playing Jericho. I don't think him being trans gets mentioned at all, but he is um, a deaf person as well.
0: He's deaf as well. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that gets mentioned. That's that's part of the the character's um, backstory. So it's just like, you know, I'm I'm getting trans rep in in the sense of you know Cello Man's existence, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the deaf rep as well, which it's just. I don't get the whole.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is he a, a vocal deaf character, or does he? Well, obviously, it's an animated series. Is it? Ta- no, it's, is it's it's not it the Teen the, Titans animated.
1: No, it's not the teen, Yeah, I'm I'm messing up here. Teen Titans is the animated series. Titans is. The series, a live action series. Oh, Titans, Netflix. right, the Netflix yes, one. Yeah. Yes, but because it's based on Teen Titans, um, yeah, I messed it up for on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so
0: is his character folklore to use um, sign language then?
1: Um, he, he is speaking, yeah. He, he is, speaks. Um, All well. right. Yeah, um, he has um, cochlear implants, whereas with me, I've just had surgery that, you know, quote unquote, cured me. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what the doctor said to me. Um, for listeners who don't know about that backstory, background, um, I grew up deaf. It was 60-40% and I've had at least three surgeries and I can hear now, but I still have processing issues where it's just sound. <laughs> <laughs> so my brain's just like, hey, we can hear. And I'm like, that's that's great, but, but what is this noise we're hearing? Sound! Okay, but process, please. (laughs) So there may be times where I'm just like, say that again?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is um, something you're usually quite Mm. vocal on Twitter about with um, subtitle films as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just subtitles everywhere on everything.
0: (laughs) The biggest... um, example of a, a trans like an all-encompassing trans story i can think of is also a, a tv series and it's transparent yeah i've is, not
1: actually got wrong to watching that yet
0: i i i haven't either but it's it's the it's the biggest kind of one that sprang to mind immediately mm-hmm. um yeah. of course it's a, a story of a a trans woman transitioning kind of middle age kind of thing um the it's the trans woman is played by a cis man which is problematic and it's, it becomes more problematic when the uh, the cis man was accused of sexual harassment stuff but you know that's for another time um that's that and um, orange is the New black there's a uh, Levan Cox's in that yeah she plays a trans character in that yeah
1: uh, that I mean, the, the thing that I really love, sorry for cutting you off there, the thing that I really love with Orange is the New Black with Laverne Cox is when they got her twin brother to show her when she was pre trans. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, this is how we can do things. It's it really cool. actually possible to have an actual trans actor portray a trans character and get maybe somebody else involved or get that person you know, to do the pre-transitioning, we don't have to do the thing of a cis person betraying an opposite gender.
0: I mean, it's not... in a, in a, in a way, it's extremely lucky that Laven Cox had a twin brother that could yeah. that could portray them pre-transition. Yeah, uh, which I suppose is some something that not a lot of trans actors mm. actresses will have. Will have. Um, yeah. So that was a nice stroke of luck. I haven't seen much of Orange is the New Black, to be honest. But um, I do know of it. One that I had watched quite a lot a lot of years ago was Glee. Apparently there was there's uh, two trans characters in in, in, in in Glee. I'm not sure whether you watched that when it was on, did you?
1: Yeah, I, I started watching it. And then I stopped after one particular episode because I just couldn't continue it was um Flynn's death and I was oh yeah that was yeah that that I just oh just thinking about that episode it's still really heartbreaking
0: it's weird because that is exactly the same episode when I stopped watching as well because that I just couldn't watch anyway. In fact I I hadn't watched it for a while before that either, but I'm I made a special point of watching that episode and and um it being particularly heartbreaking really but yeah. Um the two trans characters in that one one of them is the, the gym teacher um Beasts, they think they're called their um the surnames is similar to Beast. They went from I think Sharon to Sheldon so they were a trans man. Um, and that what? was yeah. Um, I
1: did not what. So, oh my, wait, let me just Google this real quick because, like, how did I not? Because I knew that there was one actor on Glee. Um, I think they were only on for like a couple of episodes.
0: Yeah, there was and, a younger one as, as well.
1: Yeah, and they've transitioned in their private life. So I I didn't realize that there was actual like characters that were trans.
0: Yeah, um, Beast transitioned in later seasons, I think. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: Yeah, so that was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, Beast.
0: And um, trans, the I, I I think the portrayals in that particular series is probably helped by the series creator.
1: Oh, the one Well, mean. sorry, that's that's yeah. Wade, Unique, Adams, male, female, transgender teenager. So, oh, I vaguely remember Unique, because
0: yeah, Unique.
1: Yeah, Alex Newell. They won the Project Glee, um, TV series.
0: There's another feature of this podcast, me teaching Angel things they didn't know. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing pictures of Unique, and like, I remember her. I didn't realise she started off. Okay.
0: Of course, the the creator of Glee, Ryan Murphy, is um, very heavily involved in a lot of LGBT issues, and um a lot of his series deals with that kind of stuff. So it was in a good pair of hands, I think, when it was, when that... Sp- that was introduced to the series
1: Mm. yeah so i'm still just reading up on things because i'm just like how how did i miss this
0: (laughs) so um do you let's uh put our cards firmly on the table now do do you ever think um that it's acceptable for a cis actor to play a trans character
1: oh um i think there may be some circumstances Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: it can be acceptable but it depends on what the circumstances are but in general blanket statement a trans actor should be playing a trans character
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's just There's only so far that acting can go, but it's also the message that the trans community generally gets when we see a cis actor playing a trans character, especially when it's of an opposite or a different gender. Um, The amount of times where there's been a man dressed as a woman saying Mm -hmm. that they're a woman, the amount of times where society has and our community is just like we're just seeing a man in drag and that's all that our you know society will see trans people as yeah um it's just the thing of we're never going to be seen as the gender that we are just the gender that people associate us with um i had like a next door neighbor an old next door neighbor um last week just basically telling me it's like oh you'll always be and they dead named me and i'll never see you as like anything else and i mean that was so much respect i'm like how is that respectful to tell me that you'll never see me as the person that i am Uh and then with things like tv and film where they're showing people a man dressed as a woman saying that they're a woman and it's just there's that disconnect. And there's there's oh there was one film that was going to be made um, by Rachel Weiss about the Doctor. I think it's I want to say James Barry.
0: Was this the one where Scarlett Johansson was going to be playing her?
1: No, it was Rachel woman. Weiss. Yeah, right. and she's playing a Doctor that's basically a man. Mhm. Um, but there was allegations during the autopsy of this Doctor that they were actually. You know, quote unquote, actually a woman.
0: Oh, yes, it's, yeah, I remember, remember yeah. this. That, yeah. that
1: thing of they're actually a woman. And it's just like, well, hang on a minute. No, if, you know, he's lived his life as a man, he said that he's a man, he refused an autopsy for a reason. And if that reason is, you know, he's going to be misidentified and misgendered. And then we've got Rachel Weiss being like, oh, I'm going to play this male doctor. Mm -hmm. There's a disrespect there. You're disrespecting a human being by saying, well, actually, no, you're this gender in
0: disguise. I think my general thinking has usually been um, the skills of the actor because it's it's always been an actor's job to be something that they're not. But I think what... To a degree, yeah. And I, I think at the point where I agree with you, is um when a a say a, in that example you just gave, Rachel Vice playing a a trans man, as it were, um where would there be as much a problem for you? And I think this is where I kind of see it as a a little bit of a grey area. If it was a cis man playing a trans man, or on the other side of it, a, a cis woman playing a, a trans woman, because at least they are then portraying the correct gender
1: yeah because you've got a man playing a man so in that in that respect i'm just like well you've got a man a male actor portraying a male character or in this sense a male historical figure uh-huh. like a real person so in that sense i'm like man portraying man it's just my my preference in that scenario would be get a trans man because with with this particular character with this person we're not one hundred percent sure that this i just, I really need to research his name we're not one hundred percent sure that he is a trans man or just a man that was just like no don't just don't touch me like I know I may be dead but like no autopsy
0: I think this this doctor I remember reading about him yeah. it was a time when women went. Doctors mm-hmm. and he'd um, he'd he'd hidden his identity to live his life as a man just to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I think if if I remember right rightly, and he was a very well respected doctor as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I've just got his name up: James Miranda Stewart Barry.
0: Mhm. Yeah. This was yeah. kind of Victorian Edwardian, uh, slash Edwardian era, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah, not? He yeah.
1: Was born in seventeen ninety five, and oh, it was even in- earlier then. Yeah, yeah died in eighteen sixty
0: five right yeah so yeah, that, one of the that... first
1: one of the first articles is you know a woman ahead of her time review and it's just like he's being misgendered right yeah. there second article and it's just for me personally it's just an absolute disrespect because he's lived his entire life as a man and in his death people are misgendering him and for what really what's the purpose, what do people gain out of doing yeah.
0: that and then um, so. there was also the example a few years ago of uh, Scarlett Johansson was going to be playing a trans man I think and I, I, yeah. I think quite quite a lot of the fallout from that came of her kind of attitude towards it rather than mm. her casting in the first place yeah. I mean because from for, from from a from a certain Hollywood perspective, I can I can see why they do this. Is it's because names put bums in seats basically. So and be, okay, because, but how did
1: Scarlett Johansson become a name?
0: Like exactly this is where I
1: try not to get aggressive because like people pull that argument up all the time. I was just like, Okay, but who was Chris Evans before Avengers? Who was Chris Hemsworth before Avengers? What about Robert Downey Jr. before
0: Avengers? that like... that's, that's where 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 i was about to go with that sorry <laughs> is that that um, because we have a, a lack of transactors now all it would take was one big role to turn them from an unknown transactor into potentially the biggest transactor you know it it just takes the right the right chosen person at the right time to create a new star like that you know and it is and it's a risk and we know that because film films are getting more expensive. Studios are a lot more risk averse now. But um it is even from a PR perspective, it's worth worth it for a studio to take that risk and have that positive PR spin. Even if it's not even if it then doesn't make it for the right reasons, it's at least a step in the general right direction.
1: It's one of those things of like What do you do for the sake of progression? Yeah, it's ideally it shouldn't be as huge of an issue as what it is. And you know, with the whole, yeah, like with the whole, you know, sunflowers and lemon drops, mm -hmm. if you know, shooters were just like, we're we are actually going to cast on talent. Uh we would have more diversity just in general, not just trans or LGBT, like people of colour, we'd have more diversity, especially in terms of disability. But that is an entire segment in
0: itself. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what it's you just, just said... Like
1: uh, you said, yeah, it just, it just takes one studio to be like, actually, we have this amazing ca- you know, character, we have this amazing actor... It just so happens that one of these is trans. Like, the character is trans. We've got a trans actor. It's just, it it would be absolutely amazing if like, uh, a studio could be like, right, we've got a romance coming out, and we've got a trans woman and a trans man, and they're the leads. Oh, by the way, one of them's disabled, and the <laughs> other one's a person of color, and just just go
0: for it. But you see. But there, that's that 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 right. that's that's the thing of, of the risk of is that mm. story can be made into a universal struggle. Like, mm. if that story was told right, you wouldn't need to be a trans person or a disabled person to properly empathize mm. with it. Because yeah. a lot of struggles, no matter what gender or sexuality you are, are universal struggles.
1: Yeah,
0: you don't need to be the same as that person to understand their troubles but it's it it feels
1: like having that representation somehow makes it all about that representation and it's just like no all you need to do is just get this story that you've already got and just hire someone that just happens to be disabled or a person of colour or trans or let's be really wild here all of each like, you can have a disabled queer person of colour as the lead, and people will watch that movie because the story itself is worth watching. Um, it, yeah, sometimes it feels like Hollywood or, you know, the big sort of film industry, sometimes it feels like they don't have enough faith in their own writing, mm. that they have to rely on certain actors and you know the the whole big name superstar thing to, to draw people in and it's just like no if you listen to what we're saying we want a really good story we want quality over quantity and it's just we also want fairer representation
0: something you um touched on a few minutes ago about it not wanting to be a big deal has always been one of my big arguments around queer characters in the first place, mm. is that the more, the more we normalise making a fuss about every last queer character, the more it seems like a, a strange other thing. Like, whenever Disney decide to have a, have a gay character, like my mind always goes to when LeFou was very, very um, briefly seen Dancing with a Man or seen, you know, lusting after Gaston. A big deal was made of the fact that Disney had made a gay character and to the point they already had because the the shopkeeper in in Frozen was gay and nobody made a fuss about that. And that's kind of the way I want it to be. I I want them to be able to have gay characters and tell... Queer stories without yeah. without it having to be, it had to seem like a circus because it, it then just makes it makes it all seem all the more other. It makes it seem all the yeah. more strange.
1: Without that othering, yeah, completely. Like with um, Star Trek, where Sulu went to to meet his husband and mm-hmm. his daughter, and it was just like, wait, hang on, Sulu is husband, gay? <gasps> oh my god, amazing! And that was it. It was just so normalized. Like, he was, God heaven forbid, an actual human being. Like Sulu is human, right? Okay, let's yeah. call it humanoid. He's an actual humanoid being <laughs> <laughs> who just so happens to be married to a man with a child. And it's just like, that is everyday life. That has been going on for millennia.
0: Another and- good example of that is Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Captain Holt. Yeah, who who is who isn't portrayed as the kind of effeminate queer character that we've kinda of been normalised to. He's just yeah. a police chief who's also a person of colour and happens yeah. to be gay.
1: He's just another person that you're gonna meet in the street kind of yeah. person. And yeah, it that's really quite nice to, to watch because again it's not that othering, it's not a a, a stereotype of how we're portrayed and it's just there's there's a sense of realism to it mm-hmm. i mean it's not entirely real but it's just it feels more normalized in a sense of we're, we're not yeah like you said it's not a circus we don't have to dance through hoops no dance jump through hoops jump through hoops yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's that's more of what i want to watch where it's just we're just
0: there. Uh, we exist. I mean, in 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 a way, tra- trans people are even further back in the line than gay characters would be in film, because at least mm. gay characters have been established for a bit longer than trans. The trans have, so maybe yeah. they're still at the kind of larval stage, still in their pods, ready to become butterflies, if you will. Um. Mm. A, and I mean, this is nothing new because one of the things I found in my research which I, reminded, I was reminded of because I remember noting this when I last watched it was that um, Monty Python's Life of Brian actually has a trans character in it. Yeah. It's, um, Eric Idle portrays a, a character who says that they want to be called Loretta because they want to be a woman. Loretta. And, um, oh, it's
1: been years since I've watched
0: that. And then... Um, even though it's kind of wildly at first played for a laugh by the end of the film he's what he's called the loretta by all of his friends it's then normalized by the end of it which i thought yeah. was kind of really nice for something like that that he was brought full full circle yeah. and apparently there's also a transgender character in alien as well which i didn't know
1: I have so much to educate myself on one
0: of the um one of the female um crew members was a trans woman I, apparently I don't remember this from from watching the film but the, this is what I found out then there's also um something a bit more uh, subtextual there's the matrix which a few people have um Suggested yeah. maybe an allegory for transgenderism.
1: Yeah, I've that's quite an interesting read on on the Matrix because I I started rewatching the series um, a few months back. When it was was it a few months back? When did they re release um, release the information that they were gonna continue the series?
0: Um, last year, I think.
1: Last year. Wow. Okay. This is how time does not exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was just like, okay, they're they're gonna bring out some more stuff. I'm gonna rewatch this. And I'm watching this, thinking, I I kind of relate to this from a trans perspective. Is is this? Oh, that oh. is non silent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was just watching this, just thinking, is is this what they were trying to say, or is this just something that I'm I'm projecting?
0: I mean, it makes more sense the more you know about the people behind mm. it. Of course, the Wachowskis are both trans women who yeah. went went out at the time of The Matrix. But the more that mm. you kind of watch and understand the, and look for the subtext, the more that you find yeah. that it could very well be an allegory mm. for what they were going through at the time. Yeah. And I, I also think that that, um, that both of them had... Well, neither of them knew of the other one being trans, I think, so the fact that they were both writing this at the same time without knowing it, it that about yeah. each other speaks volumes, re- really. Yeah,
1: I think there's, yeah, but I think with with the Matrix as well, it's it's not such a, a clear cut. This is um, an allegory for for being trans. Uh-huh. I think it's sort of vague enough that you can interpret it there there is that sort of artistic license where it's just like this could very well be about you know a trans point of view, trans experience especially with like Neo where it's just like you know that that resistance in the first film of being Neo Uh where it's just like no well this is actually my name and then as the series you know the trilogy progresses it's just like well no actually I am Neo so it's just that thing of is that you know, the character coming to terms with their their gender identity or just their identity as an actual person. I, I think it's sort of broad enough for people to project their own experiences on it, which as an art form is absolutely amazing. And that it's still, after all these years, you can, you know, re-watch it. And it it's still... It's still a good series. It's still a good set of films to watch. I say series because of the Animatrix and everything that's involved with it. Um, It still kind of stands up. And for me, it is just an amazing piece of art that the Wachowski sisters have created. And yeah, it's almost universal.
0: The thing about something like The Matrix as well is it can basically be whatever you want it to be about like you can project whatever meaning you want onto the kind of uh artistic portrayal of it it can be yeah. a- about any number of things if you want to look at it that way
1: yeah and that's pretty much what every artist strives for I-, I feel personally yeah is to create a piece of art that people can go back to time and time again and be like well actually i resonate with this this is what i get from this experience from this art piece and for me as a trans person i can actually see certain things that i heavily relate to Uh and i can take that with me from the matrix and then you as a gay man can watch it and be like well actually from your like gay experience this is how you feel within society and the otherness and then accepting your identity and I think with the um you know, the diversity with peop you know, people of colour that are in it, people can watch that and be like, Well actually I I relate this experience to it. Th- I mean I can't say anything for the people of colour <laughs> at all. But it's I think it is a possibility.
0: The thing about films like that is it reminds me I was uh, talking to a friend of mine about um Joker the other day. And basically, basically my, my my point was that, it, that that film can be as political as you want it to be or as non-political as you want it to be. And the same kind of applies to The Matrix. It can be
1: yeah.
0: basically as allegorious as you want it to be or it can just be an action film that you watch and enjoy. It uh, could
1: be complete and utter pure escapism or it could be... <laughs> have you taken the red pill yet? Go fuck yourselves! (laughs) You know, you couldn't use it in so many different ways or, um, unfortunately, abuse it in different ways as we've recently discovered on Twitter. (sighs)
0: Shall we go there? (laughs) Uh, Do we have enough time? No, I don't think we do.
1: I don't know. I think that's just... Yeah, I think that's a
0: series in itself. Basically, yeah. Um, I mean, we could, we could just do an entire string of episodes about things, stupid things on Twitter, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: just Twitter alone as a series because, like, oh, there's a lot to unpack.
0: There is, but and 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 it's basically because some films are just like Rorschach tests. They're basically yeah. they. Them mirrors of what the person watching it wants to yes, see.
1: That that is beautiful.
0: Which is another way yeah. of looking at Joker too, because a, a, a lot of people can can watch that and it basically reflects their own thinking back to them.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes it says more about the person.
0: Than yeah, definitely. The film itself, because I, because the thing about films is they're they're not a mold. they don't mold society, they reflect society. Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: so they're not direct, they're not the kind of catalyst of influence to anything in society. If anything, they're just showing us what we are either already know or don't want to face. But Basically. I do think
1: some films do reflect the directors and the producers, what they're thinking and how they're feeling about certain issues. Cause like with the, um, the Stonewall film.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The director of that, he he said that he just made it for white gay men.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like you, it, he essentially whitewashed it. There was huge backlash against it, and he just doubled down. It's just like, well, this is my film. This appeals, you know, this part of the story appeals to me, uh-huh. and that's what I'm going to show. And it's just like you, you basically whitewashed. Our history.
0: I v- vaguely remember that controversy actually.
1: Yeah, it, you know, um, there was Marsha P. Johnson. She is one of my heroes.
0: I That's uh, the black trans woman that threw the first stone at the Stonewall riot, correct? Yes. Yep.
1: Bless you for remembering that because people are just glossing over a very important piece of our history. Yeah.
0: Especially yeah
1: what's happening at the moment with Black Lives Matter because Mm -hmm. like if it weren't for a black trans sex worker activist if it weren't for a riot we as an LGBT community globally would not have what we have now. No. We wouldn't have equal marriages. We'd more than likely still be seen as being like illegal. I think it was in the the sixties
0: in the UK, it was 1967 that it was legalised, yeah. and that that was only between men. It was never actually illegal between women. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's so, just
1: because of you know it 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 was there was another um, a black woman as well. Is it Stormy da, I don't, um I can never remember her surname, and I really should. I really should remember her name. Bear with me whilst I bring this up. I remember her first name is Stormy, and I'm just like, that is an epic name. And it's (laughs) just our entire community. Yet, oh my goodness, I I really apologise. I am about to butcher her surname. I cannot apologise enough. Delavery?
0: Delavery.
1: Yeah, so it's two black women that are basically the pillars of the LGBT society and everything that we have right now, we owe to them. And, well, okay, when it's not, are
0: you remembering the history?
1: But it, yeah, they are very, very important to our history. And we owe them so much. Because one was the first to throw a brick, the other one was the first to throw a punch. And we have directors whitewashing them from our history in their films. And it's just, you know, and he, he's saying, oh, well, it appeals to me because it just does. And it's just, why, What's, what do you gain from doing that?
0: It's because history is written by those with the power to write it, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. And he had the power to write that film. and Exactly,
0: i think was that um was that that matthew vaughn i think i made the stonewall Um, film
1: emory emory
0: um Um, because there was also the um the pride film over here which was matthew watchers um that was a really good film actually um
1: that was yeah, the one that.
0: about the the miners' strike as well. Um, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, there was still a few inaccuracies with the the, the Pride film with it in terms of the um, lesbian representation.
0: I think when it comes to inaccuracies, that you are never yeah. going to get it hundred yeah. <laughs> percent.
1: No, but there's like slight inaccuracies, and then there's just complete another whitewashing where you're just you know like. With the Stonewall film, she was it's like Marsha P. Johnson was just displayed as a ditzy drag queen.
0: Because the the basic thing about writing a film about history is some of it is not going to be as interesting to your viewer, no matter how many interesting it seems to you. Yeah. That that doesn't really apply in the Marsha P. Johnson sense because that is interesting.
1: Yeah, it's also like I said, it's it's a foundation she's one of the key people that we owe our lives to everything to
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just to have that just swept aside it's just it, it for me personally it just feels like an absolute injustice how she was just like she wasn't even she, she was barely even a side character no nah i mean there there is artistic license, but there's also just sweeping things aside and being highly inaccurate yeah By inaccuracies i mean artistic license and then just completely bulldozing something i mean it, it's two extremes we're at two extremes <laughs> it,
0: it, it reminds me vaguely of um our one of my favourite actors when I was younger was Jim Carrey. And I used to love the Ace Ventura films. But um when I, I rewatched the I think it's the first one, it's really awkward to rewatch now because the main villain of the piece is a trans woman who is um kind of the by the end the end of the film Ace Ventura basically reveals that she, she's a man or whatever that kind of gross out ending where everyone that's kissed this woman starts to be sick and what have you and it just feels really nasty now
1: that explains why i don't remember the films i've blocked them out then yeah so with the character starts off as a woman or yeah um, into a woman
0: no it's they are always thought to be a woman that they're the the chief of police, if I remember rightly, and um, right. they're kind of shown to be a little bit promiscuous. They kiss a lot of people, and then at the end of the, the film's climax, they right. somehow end up with their trousers or skateables down. And then um, Ace Ventura spots that they're, they're tucked, basically. So then he points out that this woman's got a, got a penis, and like, okay. All the police officers that have kind of kissed her throughout the film just start being sick and it's just, it's really nasty you now.
1: Heaven forbid a person should have any form of romantic interest or relations with a trans person. I
0: know, it's it's, it's very nasty and mean spirited.
1: Yeah, that's Oof. yeah, that that's hitting a bit personal because Yeah. You know, my own experiences where it's just... You know, my own mother asking me, it's like, how are you ever going to find love? And I'm just like, thanks. And then you see this sort of representation in films where it's just like, oh my goodness, you just kissed a trans person. I'm going to vomit.
0: I mean, even Seth MacFarlane's managed to handle it with at least a little bit of decency at times. I mean, not all of the time, of course. This is Seth MacFarlane, but... um... Try not to hold my
1: breath. Holding my breath.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. The... Even even South Park. I mean, South Park of, of all things managed to handle it better yeah. than that. No.
1: Yeah, South Park has had some quite surprising moments where it's just like, okay, this is you're making a point, but I'm I'm still just gonna fancy my way out of here.
0: I mean, the thing about. <laughs> the thing about south park is it's it's not as mean spirited as it seems on the s- surface i mean all of the mean spirited things of the show go through cartman who we are kind of heavily led to believe is a terrible person and quite quite a lot of especially the the later stuff deals with a lot of complex issues with the with a high level of political satire and yeah not necessarily the kid gloves because that's not the way the, the series works so much, but it it definitely has more of a a heart than people think it does. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of Cartman specifically, Cartman is very multifaceted, and it's the thing of oh, he's not like bad all the times. He has some good points, and it's just there's context and intent. And it's just yeah. the thing of like sometimes an absolutely horrible person may just decide to not step on a book or help somebody up or do something nice. Just because somebody does something nice, just because they smile at you, doesn't mean that they are actually nice. They are a good person. People are very complex
0: yeah.
1: and faceted and it's just the thing of how you deal with that, how you see it, how you interpret it and how you project it either onto yourself or others Uh it's it's quite yeah quite complex with that one so i feel about that park it's just it's yeah it's easy to to poke fun at things that we don't understand that we aren't a part of and sometimes jokes can actually do more harm than good Especially if it turns out that you're the punchline. Yeah, with South Park, it's it's one of
0: those. It's com- it's yeah, it's, it's very a very complex show.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, I think for the most part, it does a good job of kind of towing the line between mm-hmm. uh, social satire and punching downwards, as it were. But um, at the same time, if when something is Punching downwards, it's, it's whether that's shown to be a good thing or whether that's shown to be a terrible, to be a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Or how the show leads
0: us to think.
1: Yeah, because you have to see about how other characters react to it, and then how. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and how it fits in society at that time um, kind of reminds me of the the Christmas special of Gavin and Stacey. Hmm. Have I ranted enough about that? <laughs> no. Oh, will God. I keep ranting about that? Yes. I will not shut up about that.
0: But I, I'm i yeah. of, of the personal opinion that that's a lot of fuss about nothing myself. Whereas,
1: yeah, this is where we can have like a very good, healthy discussion about this. Hmm. Whereas I'm on the fence where it's just like, they wrote that song in knowing full well the amount of harm and damage that it does to our community. Well and then they I, they had the nerve to double down and be like, Well, actually, like that's what the characters would do. They wouldn't sing it like uncensored. I'm like, Okay, that's what the characters would do, but you wrote that in and James Corden still, you know, claims to be an ally, but he wrote that in knowing the amount of damage that word does to our community, has done and unfortunately will do, because people I mean it it is just it's it's too much for I'd, where we are as a society. It's still too much that should not have been written in.
0: I don't I see it that way myself because I know that, that 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 word wasn't used with that meaning because it means something completely different in Ireland, which is the song was written by. Irish songwriters who meant that word in a completely different way.
1: It's it's still the context and the intent. There's uh, where it is in society, because after they, you know, after they wrote that, when people were just like, well, actually, can you not? Both Christine McCall and the Pogues, and if I recall correctly, the Pogues themselves, um, they are ch- They changed the lyrics lyrics out of respect. They knew, they listened to our community, and they knew, like, actually, okay, even though our original intentions weren't to be offensive, we can see that that word does do a lot of harm. We know that there's a lot of murders that are attached to this word. There's a lot of violence that is attached to this word. Out of respect for these human beings, we'll change it and yeah we've got jones and Corden. just well that's not our intention they wouldn't censor it anyways and they're just making so many excuses and it's just like you're just adding to the harm by not
0: listening to us it is uh, actually my favorite (laughs) christmas song is (laughs) (laughs) it is it is a good song though it's that one
1: word where it's like when when you've had that held at yourself and then had your face kicked in, it it, it strikes a different, you know it strikes a different chord <laughs> so it's
0: I think as I say with a lot of things it's the context I mean mm. I can't I, I can't hold against that song to have that word because I, mm. I know that that word means something different than what we think it does to Whereas the songwriters
1: I personally had that thrown at me and have you know violence associated personally? It's it it strikes different for me because yeah. I've had that personal experience where people you know have said that and then physically assaulted me. And I mean, so I've, I don't take likely to that one. <laughs> lightly, not likely. Lightly, I just
0: I've had it before, but um, again, it's just how you look at things, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? How how you because how. I listen to it even when it's not Christmas that song and mm. um, sing along to it and I sing along to that word because that's because that's the how it is in the song um but you know it's it's good that the Pogues and especially I think it was Kirsty McCall who, who changed it originally um, yeah. went back and changed it on the the feedback because it is a damaging word mm. so I
1: just I mean, I respect them for for changing it. But then to have the uncensored... It it kind of... It feels like they're not just disrespecting our community by using the uncensored. They're kind of disrespecting the artist as well because they took the time to change it. And Um, they're just like, actually, no, we don't care about your considerations.
0: As I remember as well, the the character that sings it in the show is explicitly, well, not explicitly, but he's very heavily coded. hinted that he,
1: heavily, heavily coded as...
0: Heavily coded he, that he's gay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just one of those things of, I can understand that he's, I think, um, he, you know, the, the excuses they gave was like, oh, he's of the generation where they wouldn't, you know, whatever, they wouldn't, they'd actually say that. I'm just like, but this is Bryn. He's I mean, heavily coded as gay.
0: It's fair enough to real life, but the thing is, it's not real life, is it?
1: See, n- yeah, Nyssa, I I can completely expect that from that character, completely.
0: He even expect it of Smithy, probably, but
1: Smithy actually, I think, no. I, I can't really... I I see Smithy as actually being one that would be a bit like, uh, really, mate? I mean, joke about, yeah, but is this is going a bit too far. Whereas, you know, what was it Gavin, the way he turned around, was just like, oh my God, that's so naughty. Like, hmm. did I just attempt a really bad Welsh accent even though he's not the Welsh one? <laughs> what am I doing? But yeah, with with Gavin, the way he just turned around, it, it didn't seem more like, Oh my God! What are they singing? It was just like, "Oh, that's so naughty! How scandalous!" But that's that's just me projecting my never-ending salt levels. So <laughs> but, but yeah, I think in terms of that representation, probably not.
0: Just getting back to topic, I've got yeah. a, a small list here of um, actors and directors of who identify as trans or as non-binary. And um I just wanted to run a few names by you to see if you recognise them, what you think of their yeah. work, etc. So the first yeah. one I've got is Jamie Clayton, who is not a name I recognized, but she's a trans woman actress.
1: Um was she in Sunset?
0: Yes she was.
1: Yeah, um, Nomi? Uh
0: huh
1: Yeah, yeah. I I um you know, I've been delving deep into the Sims. Uh-huh. <laughs> like everything has been seen Yeah, I've I've created a, a sim and I named her Noemi because uh-huh. I I'm terrible with names and now she's yeah, I started watching Sensei at the beginning of the year. I say recently, was that the beginning of the year? I was just like, I love Noemi. I love her, I love Noemi I got her, I got her name slightly wrong, um, but yeah, there's just I want to see more of her.
0: The um, the second one is one that I knew, which is uh Laverne Cox. That's mm. pro- probably the most famous trans actress. Would yeah. Say. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the
1: the work that she's been been doing, in terms of like activism, and just being herself and That's... not sitting down. I'm like, yes, just, just
0: keep... Just I keep, think she was fighting. also in... She was another one that was in Glee, I think. I think LeBan Cox was in Glee at one point.
1: I, I, seriously, what's going on
0: with Glee? Why is Glee just doing everything
1: right now? <laughs> the next... I, I'm going to have to to rewatch Glee for sure.
0: The next name on my list wasn't actually one that I thought of at first, but then um, when I saw it on the list, it made sense. That's um, Eddie Izzard...
1: Yeah, um, gender fluid.
0: No, um, he refers to himself as as an action transvestite. That's his um, that's his identity. He refers, and uh, I know that that word's outdated, but that is how he identifies himself.
1: Yeah, um, doesn't Eddie go by their um the pronouns?
0: They do go by their their uh, um. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Poss- yeah, they're... Yeah. Yeah, sorry, they're them. Yeah. I'm getting I'm just completely like lost here. Yeah. Um, I think they are they kind of mix their pronouns quite a lot. Yeah. Um,
1: Fair
0: yeah. Because a lot of time yeah. they still identify and present themselves as male, so...
1: Yeah, when asked what pronouns he prefers, I'd said either he or she yeah mm-hmm. so both identified yeah the transvestite and he also called himself a lesbian trapped in a man's body yes that, that, that's an interesting statement especially you know for current times but yeah I think in context that was probably said in the 90s early 2000s where things like that were just
0: yeah and uh, then there's there's quite a few uh participants in rupaul's drag race who Consider themselves as non-binary or gender fluid. The one who definitively calls themselves a trans woman is Peppermint. Yeah,
1: or Miss,
0: Miss Peppermint.
1: Yeah, there's Geogun as well.
0: Yeah, I'm not a a rabid RuPaul watcher. I've I've, I've only seen a little bit, so yeah. Pe- Peppermint yeah. was the name that jumped out at me.
1: Yeah, Peppermint was the first um, openly trans. Um, drag contestant, people um, like Gia and is it Michaels? I can see her, but they transitioned after being on the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because there there, there is quite a lot of um, chatter around RuPaul and trans women. Mm. But uh, I think that's probably a conversation for another time. To be honest. Because yeah, it's, it's a, it's I, very that, that's another one of those
1: where it's like my salt levels are rising, I can rant for hours. A, <laughs> let's not
0: let's yeah. not let's m- move on. Um, yeah, the, the Wachowskis who we've already covered, uh, mm. li- Lily and Lana. Lana. Lily and Lana, I knew they both began with L, but I can not remember yeah. what the one was. Uh, Ruby Rose, who's non binary, mm. um. One that surprised me is uh, Cara Delevingne as well, same gender fluid. Okay. Uh, Rose McGowan is gender fluid.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. We're we're going there, are we? <laughs> Sorry, I I have uh, the things that Rose McGowan has said about trans people, especially trans women. I I just lost so
0: much so much
1: respect for her because of them. What are Rose McCowan's pronouns?
0: I would go with them just to be safe.
1: Just to, yeah. I just, I lost so much respect for Rose after everything that happened with the Me Too movement because Rose was doing so much good work and then trans women entered the chat and she just, the disrespect. I can't.
0: And there's another one that's been in the in the um, chatter for negative reasons recently. There's Ezra Miller as Uh, well. Is gender fluid?
1: There's allegations made against Ezra, which I've not been keeping up to date with because it's just one of those things where it's just like everything is a mess.
0: I saw the video. Um, it didn't really give much context, and it wasn't a very good video, but. Um, and the, the the final name I had down, which is another one that surprised me, was Richard O'Brien, who is the uh, creator of the Rocky Horror Show. He's, uh, yeah, he's gender gender fluid. He, he, he identifies as gender fluid.
1: Oh, that's a happy surprise.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I was quite surprised as well.
1: Thinking about Rocky Horror being, you know, sweet trans. Um. Yeah, that's going to be a whole new meaning. A whole new what? Is Is
0: Rocky Horror um, considered negatively among the trans communities? Um, or
1: There's a bit of divide, because there's, there's the language, because transvestite you know, is, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: is, is you know, outdated now. But it's also the thing of they're aliens.
0: Yeah. And uh, um, I, I believe transvestite is the name of the planet as well that they're yeah.
1: from. Transylvania.
0: In the galaxy of Transylvania, yeah.
1: No, I think the planet is Transylvania.
0: Oh, um, yeah, um, it's the planet transsexual in the galaxy Transylvania, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry,
1: just picked it up on Ezra Miller and I'm just going to vant it out of Google. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: that's enough for today.
0: Thank the Lord for Google. Mm. So... Say you're given a a Hollywood producer's coming to you for an idea Mm. and they want to give you a decent budget to make a a film about trans people, trans issues. What would would you want to see? What would your pitch be for this film that you have been given control of?
1: Mm, mm -hmm, mm. First of all, I'd be like, right, I don't care what this is about cellellerman we're we're getting him just just sign him yes um i'd I'd actually kind of want to do a romance, and romance isn't my preferred genre at all'
0: I can actually um. Attest to this having gone to see um Parasite with Angel a few months ago and um during the very, very brief sex scene in, in Parasite she uh they sorry oh. hid 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 behind their hands in kind of awkwardness slash shock.
1: Yeah, the the asexuality was very, very strong that day <laughs> Where she's like, are oh, this 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 is too much? I don't need to see this, like can we just like artistic? license and poetry and just like, nope, we're going straight for porn <sighs> you, yeah, could, that's, mm.
0: you could feel the awkwardness <laughs> radiating from you. I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure the people in the next screen were just like why do I feel so awkward and cringy right now? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm not very comfortable with those kind of, of scenes. I was just yeah, I, I I think I've I've mentioned before where it's just like if I kind of want to watch those sort of sex scenes, I'll just go just watch porn. I I just I don't there's there's certain ways of doing it, and I don't feel that kind of scene like how explicit it was is entirely necessary in mainstream media. I just yeah, I'm a bit like I want more art, please. Instead but sex, of, sex sells, I mean, Angel it, it, Yeah, it does It does it uh, Yeah, sorry I'm just thinking of A particular group's song Choreo and Oh boy, does that sell <sighs> <laughs> But yeah um, I think in terms of romance, it'd be like Have you seen, um, was it a dog's a dog's purpose, a dog's yes. journey. Yes, I have. Yeah, it was the sequel, and it had Henry Lau in it, one of my, one of my babies. And I, I like that kind of, the the romance, feel to that, where it's just like the girl falling in love with with Henry Lau's character, and I'm like, yeah, and it was a cute dog. I think I'd probably <laughs> end up doing something where it's just like it's a romance with an animal, but then. Do I really want to get animals involved? Hmm. But what would I pitch? I do have like a few ideas for for films, and there's one that's based on a, a Tumblr prompt of uh-huh. um, oh, what was it called? Is it In and Out? No, All or Nothing, uh-huh. where it's um an asexual character who is like so outgoing. And versus um their pansexual roommate who's like very introverted and quiet and just doesn't really like people, <laughs> and it's just like those contrasts and juxtapositions and everything so i'd I'd quite like to bounce something off of that and just have it where it's just like two people just going through life as people and then oh, hey, they just so happen to, like, X, Y, and Z. I think it would depend on the actors. And it just... Yeah, what would I actually pitch? Hmm. But I, I, I also have this idea of... um a, a Majority of mine just revolve around, like, asexual lead characters because
0: uh-huh.
1: that's my thing. I don't see enough ace representation. So <laughs> majority of my characters are are ace. There you go, have that. Um, but yeah, there's there's a an asexual sort of uh, bookworm who just goes into a library. I think I'd just finished watching Neverending Story. and It's one of those fever dreams. Oh. Um, but yeah, they go into a, an old secondhand bookshop, and they just get recommended um, a book. It it kind of changes where the, the bookshop owner, the bookkeeper um recommends that this really old book. Or the there's the, the, there was this thing um where bookshops were um wrapping books in like just brown paper mm-hmm. and just having, you know, um genre and sort of like maybe content warnings or something. So you just pick it up and be like, Okay, I want to read a drama or I want to read a mystery. You don't know anything else about it and you just take it home. And then yeah, the the character just takes the book home and it's just like, Oh, this is actually in like Latin or something where it's just like, Okay, well, I like languages, let's try and study this and then like the absolute idiot that they are. Um <clears throat> maybe I've not done this myself. <clears throat> They just like read out a paragraph and it's just like, oh, wait, I just summoned like an incubus. Oh, uh-huh. and then the incubus is just like, so you summoned me. What could I do? Oh, you just want pizza? Really? <laughs> that that That's it? And just something off there. And maybe like um, in Aladdin, where it's just like, OK, well, let's free the genie kind
0: of thing. It sounds like a stoner H.P. Lovecraft series.
1: Just minus the racism, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, minus that obvious (laughs) bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, personally, as a writer, I wouldn't necessarily dive into writing trans characters without having consulted people who are who i know are trans first to kind of get a feel but um i would i tend to like to focus on struggles so like um maybe something similar to love simon the Mm -hmm. but as a trans story rather than a gay story yeah kind of struggle to be accepted and revolve a story around kind of a a group of trans characters who are struggle to be accepted where they live because I think struggle struggle of acceptance is again a universal human struggle that anyone can get behind yeah. so that's a
1: yeah whereas from my point of view I've kind of seen enough of the thing of oh it's so hard to be X identity and I'm just like okay but what about the, the normal well not normal but that is normal for us <laughs> a little too normal for us I, I think for me it's more the escapism into the nicer side of normal I yeah. guess um, where it is you know like the Sulu moment where it's just like oh he just happens to have a husband like he's married but it just happens to be a man I like to see that kind of element where it is a different story but at the same time it's more the same kind
0: of thing? I mean, um, I wouldn't be against kind of including a trans character in my writing just just kind of having yeah. them there with no explanation, no reasoning, they just they just exist because that's just people. They're yeah. they're they're there, you know.
1: But it's the thing of but, like, are they existing as a trans character because they have to be trans, or is yeah. it just one of those things of like, oh well, you know, this is Robin? They're also trans, but like Robin needs to go to high school right now, and it's just that kind of thing. Exactly.
0: It's, yeah. I, I don't want to write a character who is trans just to make just to have a trans character yeah. there, you know. I, yeah. I want them to, to have reason to be in, in, in the story, to have yeah. a part of the story, yeah,
1: that's kind without of like it they're... being the big,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, circus that it tends to be. It's
1: just like they just. Happen to to be trans,
0: yeah,
1: a thing instead of oh my god, they're trans.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, because like, like you just mentioned before with the the Disney thing where they were making so much hoo ha about Lefou being Lefou, LeFou? Mm-hmm. Lefou, yeah, yeah, being gay, and then you see it, and it's just like, but is he? But is he? It's it's literally a blink and you miss it moment. Instead, it should just be one of those things where you watch it and then be like, "He's really lusting after Gaston." I mean, if Gaston kind of get it, because like Gaston is Gaston; he's like handsome and like it, apparently.
0: (laughs) He really isn't. Um, I mean, the the guy who plays him is Luke Evans. Is, oof. yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but not the character. (laughs) Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> oh, so Evans. Yeah.
0: He's very sweet as well.
1: He yeah, doesn't he sing as well?
0: Yes, he does. He has a lo- lovely voice.
1: Yeah, well, just like, didn't he bring out an album?
0: He yeah. did, which I have. I have that album. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it'd be nice to just see a more fairer representation that is a bit more realistic and you know. Well, less- l- Hump As I say, fanfare.
0: There is that character in Frozen who wasn't kind of, there wasn't you... like months of exactly him. But there wasn't like months of build up saying, "Oh, did Disney put a gay character in their their film?" It was just he was just there, and he had a family. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: it's just like it more of nice. that, more yeah. of that, because that's that's who we are. We're just we're neighbors. We're friends. We're students. Where are people who have sauna businesses <laughs> <laughs> with a big summer blowout big summer blowout <laughs> <sighs> yeah that's that's more of what i want to see instead of it's almost like oh what's the phrase it's not torture porn Yeah, kind of like the pain Olympics, which is like I'm struggling yeah. so much because of my identity. It's like we—that does happen, but that's not all we are. Because I feel like when when watching films and media with trans rep, it's mm-hmm. we're either villains,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we're completely and utterly misunderstood, and nobody will ever understand us, and we just get killed.
0: <laughs> There's also a. Pixar shot out this summer, I think, with a which focuses on a gay couple. Oh. I think. Yeah. Um. So that'll be nice, but I, but I, but I would like to see more of it. Just kind mm. of trans characters just being there, being part of a story without it being a being a
1: yeah
0: made a big scene out of, you know.
1: Yeah, a lot less othered Yeah. Instead of either characters that get killed because of one reason or another or have an absolute struggle. I say an absolute struggle. There's What was the um, the series? It's on Netflix and it's about um, a house in San Francisco and it's got Ellen Page in it. Mm. There's um, a know. trans character in that played by a trans man and I think the way that they dealt because the the guy was in a relationship with with a woman, uh-huh. and the woman in a relationship before he transitioned, and she's she's a lesbian, and she's very, you know, set in her identity, uh-huh. quite rightly so. And you know, as um, the the male character, the trans character progresses with his transition, she becomes more and more uncomfortable with her sort of sexual identity as a lesbian It's just like like how can i be a lesbian if i'm with a man that's and really they, in- yeah interesting and, and, yeah yeah and it's just like that's because usually there's the thing of like oh you're a trans person you're never gonna find love mm. that gets repeated a little too often whereas with this series it was like i i didn't quite like her character all that much for different reasons But, like, when she's talking about her own identity, her sexual identity, it's like, I don't like you, but I get where you're coming from. And it's just, I think the character could have been, like, it could have been written differently. But at the same time, this is also very realistic. There's, yeah, there's just things about the characters or characteristics that just irritate me. But I think in terms of like the actual story, how she was written, how she was acted, like portrayed, it it was very well done and it is very realistic and it's the thing of like this is what we do generally have to deal with. So in terms of me not liking the character, it's it's the thing of like I don't like the character but like I get it.
0: <laughs> that is and um it's, something very very interesting is um exploring kind of either gay trans men or lesbian trans women and then seeing how their gender identity can match up to their sexual identity it's very interesting
1: yeah because like with the the transgender man he was just like well i still love you and everything and they'd have you know a lot to figure out and then with the you know the the lesbian cis woman It was just very, I love you, but, like, you're a man. So how can I, as a lesbian, be with a man? Yeah. Just exploring that.
0: It's just a very complicated part in itself, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, because that's that's a story that I don't think gets told where it's just, like, what do people, what do couples do when one starts transitioning?
0: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, and then because there's there's a few times you know a few yeah where the couple ends up separating, and I think that's an interesting thing to to explore. Definitely. Whereas usually, like the the sort of struggle with relationships is the thing of oh, but you're trans, how are you going to find somebody to love you instead of, okay, but you're trans. How are you going to navigate the world of dating with your identity instead mm. of, because of your identity, you're not going to find
0: love? Especially if you're already in a committed dress with someone who mm. sees you as one thing. Or yeah. sees you as being one identity. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's a bit of, like... Um... Yeah, context, intent. Like, how do you, you know, which angle do you look at it from? Instead of sort of pitying us and othering us and seeing us as something that's either pathetic or not what we are and not what we're ever going to be. It's, okay, this is how you are. How do you navigate it?
0: And how do you navigate increasingly complex Issues, yeah, surrounding interpersonal relationships and the like.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's, so, it's maybe a very tough like, position. Like, like, um, have you seen The Marriage Story?
0: Yes, yes, I love Marriage Story.
1: First off, why is it called The Marriage Story when it's about divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, Adam Driver, love him. Yes, yeah, he's me. great. And then also, like, what if that was one of the things of, like, the character was, like, actually, I'm I'm trans. And that's how it all blows up.
0: Mm.
1: Just, like, just change that one thing. But that's not the only thing. Like, everything else still stands. But it's just, like, that one thing of, like, oh, yeah, we're going to therapy because, you know, this person is is, you know, transitioning. Mm -hmm. they don't identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth but like, there's all these other huge issues too and it's just like, that's just one grain amongst everything else it's not the centre of the story, but it is a part of it it could be like a cataclysm Mm. (laughs) cataclysm I can't say that word (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, see, now you mention it, I really want to see that film now. <laughs> now that you've uh put that idea in my head to just change that one detail, and that's something I really, really want to see. Hmm,
1: yeah, it's kind of like with um La La Land as well, where it's just that what if this one thing changed?
0: I'd always um, see, I really liked. La La Land, la, la. but I thought Ryan Gosling's character was a bit of a dick. I <laughs> like, <did>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was my biggest yeah, thing I with it.
1: I didn't get it. I didn't understand the romance part of it. Like, why were they attracted to each other? Uh,
0: and um, but uh, I think one... that's
1: a very cis het white thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what <laughs> just one of got the straight out there with it. The one of the other things that that I didn't understand was like, like most of the way through the movie, and um, the uh, Emma Stone's character is like, "What if you find someone more beautiful than me?" And I'm like, "You're Emma Stone. You look like Emma Stone. You are beautiful. Why are you thinking? Why are you thinking you're not? Have you not seen a mirror?" That See, really that, that annoyed I, me.
1: Now that I actually kind of understood because it's it's that sort of self-deprecation of if you're constantly being told you're not enough if you're not you know you don't look a certain way because you can see or go through the the auditioning process and the auditioning process isn't very great for the good old ego is it <laughs> oh
0: no, definitely <laughs> and, not
1: yeah and then when you see who is getting cast but then there's there's the messages we get in the media every single day about how we shouldn't, shouldn't look, how we shouldn't, shouldn't behave, so I can understand why there could be
0: that. I mean, I can understand the lack of self esteem, but it it's still kind of it it's different, of though. <laughs> yeah, and wanting to create sympathy for a character for a reason that they shouldn't be building sympathy for.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, but anyway, um, it it's been a very informative chat. Anyway, it, it it's killed an hour and a half. Anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, do you have a, anything you would like to plug? Anything you'd like to promote before we um we close the podcast for the month?
1: Oh, just tell a Man. He's got a YouTube channel. He's on Twitter. Just. <laughs> Just, just yeah look him up he is literally art himself he creates art um his girlfriend is an artist as well uh mary v just check them out and you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and, and watch titans because the second series it's something
0: <laughs> and uh as usual, I can be found at the same places I'm on Twitter at Nathan Ken Major. My website is uh, majorfilmreviews.com. On there, you can find the links to buy my books on Amazon or buy me a coffee on coffee. Um, each one that you pay towards might buy me a new film to review on my website, which um, hit over a thousand views last month, which I was very um, p- pleased about. Um, so if you've been enjoying what I've been writing, then please keep reading and I shall be, we shall be keeping bringing those podcasts to you over the next few months talking about all the comings and goings in the film industry. We've kind of had to uh, think of a different subject this month because in case you've been living under a rock not much has been happening in these last few months, um, come Saturday start next month, we might have a bit more to talk about current film wise. But um, apart from that, I haven't got anything to plug. Uh, visit my website, buy a book if you like it and um thanks to my co-host angel thanks again angel thanks for having me and um we shall, shall t- talk to you again next month
1: <laughs>
0: Hey. bye bye